I'm Lauren Flash-Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Jasmine Raphael, cast member of And Juliet at the Stephen Sondheim Theater. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. So And Juliet flips the script on the greatest love story ever told. It asks what would happen next if Juliet didn't end it all over Romeo and what was the trajectory of your association of getting this show to Broadway? Well, I've been a part of it since May uh-huh. and I was sent a tape by my manager and it was pretty, uh, it was pretty fast because they were looking for my, my role in New York and they weren't able to find someone I think that they agreed on, um, the choreography team and the directing team. And so they came to LA and uh, and they met up with um, just me and then I got the, I got the part. <laughs> yeah. That's a great story. We'll talk more about it in a bit. Now, the show songs are all written by hit maker Max Martin. They've been made popular by Britney Spears, Katy Perry, Adam Lambert, and the Backstreet Boys. What's it like to hear all these hits in the context of Anne Juliet eight times a week? Well, it's it's like very exciting because that's the generation that I grew up um, listening to these songs in. Like that's really a part of um, the music that I loved, especially all of the pop music. So to hear it every night is a joy and to also see the audience really eat it up is like, I don't know, it's, you see everyone's eyes light up and you just feel like you're really doing something to make people happy. Mm, Nice. Are there elements of the material that have become your favorite? I, I love the dancing so much. The choreography is by Jen Weber. Um, I think that it's so different. Uh, It's hip hop vocabulary on a Broadway stage, um, which we don't see a lot of. And it's integrated in a way that really focuses on the storytelling. So I really love dancing it and I come from a dance background. And I also, I love each uh, love story, which I won't talk too much about to give anything away, but each one sort of paints a different picture of the stages of love and um, and trust. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really informative for my life every night. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk more about the choreography later. I, I love that the music and the lyrics are written by Max Martin, quote, and friends. So during the rehearsal process, were any of the creatives in the room? And what about the friends? And what interactions did you have? Max was always there. Max is like, Max is like, dad he's he's always <laughs> kind of supporting watching um not not every day but he tried to get in there as much as he could and you could really feel his presence was very focused and he was available for any questions direction etc um yeah that's mainly who we met in terms of like songwriting uh the creatives of course of the show were always there but um we didn't meet anyone i think that was particularly you know on the writing teams but yeah, it's exciting to know that they're a part of it. I bet. I bet. 
talk a little bit more about the choreography and the vocabulary and what makes it so special within this Broadway company and on that stage? The choreography is just super innovative. Um, I I find that that it's very physical, um, but it's never gratuitous. It's never um, moving just to move. If we're doing a big dance break, it's for a reason. It's because something has happened in the story to elicit um, joy or excitement or passion. And uh, yeah, we're just there to support uh, the story. Um, and Jen has brought so many people from all different kinds of dance backgrounds to just, you know, be on that stage loving her choreography and it's big and it sticks and it's smooth and it's groovy and it's um, it's fun. It's really everything you ever want to do on stage. Mm -hmm. How does your body and your mind manage it eight times a week? This is a great question. <laughs> um, I think we're still... <laughs> I think we're still learning uh, how to do that. For me, it's very important for me to keep my mind healthy. I meditate daily and um, really try to, you know, read and write every day, talk to someone I love every day. Um, my body is, yeah, I'm, I have been dancing for a really long time. So I'm thankful that my body has, has known how to do something so rigorous. So um, my warm-ups really should be longer, but I always do a warm-up before the show. Uh, I drink more than a gallon of water a day. I, I fast. Um, it, it keeps me, like, really uh, energetic. So I follow, like, an intermittent fasting plan. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I would say the number one thing is sleep, like, at least eight hours. And sometimes if you feel like you need nine or ten, you have to listen. Um, and then when it comes to the body, I've danced for a while, uh, so my body can handle it if I just take care of it. Wow. So the job is 24-7. It's not just your eight shows a week. Correct. Correct. Yes, really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to this experience, had you had much other, like, let's call it legit musical theater experience? No, I, this is my first musical that I've ever done. Um, before the, before this, I was on, you know, on tour or um, teaching at conventions or in commercials, or music videos, award shows. I've danced for Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj and Jojo Siwa. That was like my world. So this really is my first go at go with a musical. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Well, great. And lucky for New York, actually, because you're, you're really known as an LA-based dancer, choreographer, and instructor. And the fact that the audition process went as far as LA is really quite remarkable. What did you think when the opportunity came up to audition for this Broadway show thing? No, I, I actually, three years prior to me getting this job, I stopped dancing in the industry because I wanted to actually be in musicals because someone told me that I, I just had a craving to tell bigger stories than just, than, you know, background dancing, which is honestly incredible. But for me, I do love to sing and I love to act. And so I did move to New York for like a month to try to do musicals, but it was just really hard because I had no connections here. 
So I went back to LA and I sort of gave up the dream. But I did sit, tell my one acting coach, I need to be on Broadway. And, mm-hmm. But then right before I actually got this job, uh, I was auditioning here and there for musicals. I was just going to acting school. I kind of halted dancing for a while. I was just serving to get to make money. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I told my agent, you know what? I'm very happy in L.A. I think I'll just do film and TV. Um, stop sending me out on musicals in New York. I think that dream is like over. Nothing is happening. And then she sent me this tape and she said, basically, like, what about this? And it was just like, I don't know. I got it. And then I, and then I went into my, they were like, can you move in six days? And, and um, yeah, so I told my serving job, like, I'm going to Broadway. <laughs> so that, that the dream was present in my mind, but I, I had put it away because nothing was happening. Um, Oh, Jasmine, this is an incredible story. Yeah, it's really, it's really amazing. I can't believe it um, sometimes. And you made it happen. <laughs> Thank you. Places with your classes and what you said no to and what you said yes to and what you pursued. Uh, I appreciate that so much. <laughs> um, and I know that you danced for Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj, Tori Kelly, quite a few. How do you go from your body being trained from concert work to the eight show a week thing? Is it any different than what you described earlier? Um, I would say that, yeah, if you're doing like a job that is, I, I mean, you just need to be super, super warm uh, to do like a TV thing because you only have like one go. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you know, I did the billboards with Nicki Minaj and you just have one chance and you're live and like Beyonce is there and Taylor Swift is there. You just have to be so, so, so on point. You do have to do that on the Broadway stage as well. Um, but it is like a marathon on that stage. So it's about being efficient in each movement. Uh, but both do take, both take a lot of conditioning. I actually get more nervous um, if I'm doing something that is like live in one go because yeah, your body needs to be completely available to you. Whereas if you're on a stage for a while, you're sort of, oh, okay. Oh, my arm needs to be warmer. Okay, my leg needs to be warmer. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the cast of Anne Juliet is filled with so many people making their Broadway debuts, especially on opening night. How did that feel? That felt incredible. I'm... I'm lucky that I was even to feel that impact. You know, as soon as they announced it, I walked up and started crying. Um, And it is, it's so amazing to have this electric energy from so many people. And a lot of my colleagues did get BFAs in in theater or did, you know, have been doing this business for about like 12 years. So I can only imagine how cathartic it is for them to see that they finally made it to something so specific. for me, I was, I just felt like, wow, I can really start my life in New York. I've dreamed about living in New York since I was little. And uh, that was the first thing that came into my mind was, oh, my God, like, I can start my life here. I can get my own place. I can, you know, um, I can live here. <laughs> that, I don't know. That was the first thing for me. But it was, yeah, it was just indescribable. Mm-hmm. I've read this about you. Jasmine is a queer person of faith and feels her purpose for compassion, love, and understanding being nurtured by these intersecting groups every day. 
Could you give some examples of being in the company of Anne Juliet, allowing for that? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's so many different people of different beliefs, different backgrounds, different um, yeah, stories. And we're all in dressing rooms together. We're quite close. We also started this process together. So, um, you know, for better or for worse, we are family and we work things out together as, as best as we can. And it's really increased my understanding. I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty understanding person, uh, but it'll be, it'll be expanded even more when someone has a, you know, something that they're going through and they need support or they need space or whatever. And um, yeah, I'm always wanting to be empathetic and uh, kind and learn and grow. And there's some growing pains with that. Sometimes you think, oh, I thought this thing, or I never, I've never thought about it from the perspective of, uh, I mean, I'm queer, but I am not uh, non-binary. And so my non-binary friends have informed a lot of my new perspective on gender. Uh, it's much more expansive than I ever thought. Being, you know, body diversity on stage, I've learned so much, um, but I could never be in that experience. Uh, so the intersectionalities of experience, of struggle, of triumph are challenging me every day. And I just, I always want to stay as open as I, as I can, um, while being kind to myself as well, in terms of like, you know, what I'm, what I'm going through and, um, how much I can take on, but yeah, it's the story of a bunch of people trying to work together um, that are going through very human experiences in, I'm not going to say a traumatic environment, but a very highly stressful environment. And you're always going to be people first. And sometimes there are outbursts or, uh, that are not negative, but it's like, um, uh, yeah, it's just the human, the human experience. Goodness, this has been extraordinary, Jasmine. Thank you so much for sharing your history with us and so much insight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been it's been an honor. I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Jasmine Raphael, cast member of And Juliet at Stephen Sondheim Theater. Thank you. Thank you.